This teaching is victory. A Christian is always victorious. Victory. A Christian is always victorious. So today's scripture is First Corinthians 15, 56 to 57. I believe this is New Living Translation. Oh, yeah, I'll read that one. Okay, fine, wonderful, thanks. It says, for sin is the sting that results in death, and the Lord gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Since the beginning of... Um, of November, the Lord has been teaching us about mercy and grace. We're told how Adam sinned by listening to the serpent, which were, you know, which we all we all know is the devil. And because he sinned, sin entered the world, and everyone, you know, everyone had the stain of sin. We're covered in sin. I'm just doing a recap, you know. Then then Jesus came to our rescue. Jesus took a sin nature, that sin nature that propelled us to sin, Jesus took it away. And you understand that sin nature by if you go to Jeremiah 17, 9, New Living Translation. Jeremiah 17, 9, New Living Translation says, the heart, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? You think about it, no one really knows. Even you, you yourself, you don't know how bad your heart is. You know, how bad your heart was, I would say. Your heart was. You know, this is exactly what happened to the heart of man who lived in sin. This is what happened. This is what caused Adam to, to, to sin. The heart, after the sin of Adam, his, everybody's heart was so wicked. The owner of the heart didn't even know how bad he did, how, how bad his heart was. You know, we did anything and everything to get our way. You know, look at what James says, James, James um, 4, 1 to 3. James 4, 1 to 3. New Living Translation. It says, what is causing quarrels, the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you do not have, so you scheme and get it and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have and you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you do not have what, what you want because you don't ask for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. This is exactly the way it was before Christ. This is exactly the way we lived before Christ. We schemed, we did anything to get ahead. You know, we, if, some, if, our, if our friend or our brother was in the way, we would kill them, we would get rid of them just to get to that destination, to is the greed, 
you know, I, I was watching, I was watching something on, on, on Facebook, how, you know, people would go to all these, you know, Babalawa, all these voodoo priests just to make money. And, you know, in the, in the aspect of trying to make money, the same money, they'll tell them you have to kill your, 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 somebody, your relative. And you have the ability to, to do that. And you do that because you know what you want to you want to get to that destination. You want to get to that place of making a lot of money so you can drive uh, in a Bugatti or a Maserati or you know because you want to you want to portray to everybody that you have the money, you know. And that's exactly what what happened before Christ. Can you see yourself like this even in Christ? If you see yourself like this, whereby you're trying to get your way, you're trying to, you're trying to you look at what the Bible says. You see, you're jealous of what others have. Then you need to check yourself. You need to check yourself and ask God, say, God, help me to change because there's no point being jealous of what somebody has. You know, Paul says, I'm content in little. I'm content in big. Because it's God that is providing. God knows how he is going to do it for you. You know, there's no point trying to scheme and do all sorts of things just to get to get ahead. It's God that makes the way. It's God that provides. It's, it's all him. So the key is that you haven't, you know, if you're, if you're, you've been, you're, you're, you wear, the, the way you wear before Christ and you're still the way you are now, is that you haven't embraced your new nature. You haven't embraced that you have a new nature. Or you, you keep putting your new nature on and you keep putting it off. You know, Colossians 3.10 says in New Living Translation, it says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So if the Bible says put on your new nature, it means that sometimes we put it off. Sometimes we put off that new nature. We go back, we revert back to our old ways. We revert back to our old ways because we feel maybe it's not working. You know, I, I, I was telling my mom something, you know, whereby, you know, um, when I was in the village, I saw, I saw one woman. She just finished coming from church, you know, in the village. She just finished coming from church. And my friends and I, you know, when I was young, I, I, I finished from school and I would go, I would go home and stay in the village. And she, I'm telling you, she just finished from church. So my friends and I, we always, my, one of my friends, when we grew up together, we always hang out in the forest. I don't know why we're hanging out in the forest. You know, so we always hang out in the forest. And we saw this woman coming back from church. She entered the forest and went to one, one Babalawu. I, I was, for me, I couldn't, for the life of me, I couldn't understand. Actually, even at that young age, I couldn't, I, I really couldn't understand. I said, because now I understand that what's happening is that sometimes we come to church you know, we have, we know we have a new, we have a new nature. We're on fire for God, but situations happen in life, and what happens? We revert back. 
to our own nature, trying to solve the problem ourselves, try to, you know, do scheme and, you know, figure out ways of, you know, trying to move ahead. Meanwhile, God says, relax. We put on our new nature by, we, we put on our old nature by not, when we put on our old nature, we're saying we're not accepting that what Jesus did on the cross. We're not accepting that Jesus took away our sinful nature and nailed it to the cross. And, and also the reason why we're not accepting is because we don't believe. You see, Christianity, I tell, I tell people, I say Christianity is, about, is all about faith. It's all about believing. We can't cherry pick. I know what, this one I believe, this one I don't believe. It's not a cherry picking, it's not a cherry picking event. Is we, be, we, we have faith in what God has said. And if God has said it, that's all. We believe it. You know, there's a song that says, if God says it, and I believe it, that I said to us, that's it. If God has said it, and I believe it is done. As we believe that Jesus took our old nature and gave us his new nature, we should know that we have the ability to be like Jesus here on earth. This is what Colossians 3.10 says. It says, says that we are putting our new nature so that we can learn to be like our creator and become like him. So this new nature is like Jesus giving us his, his DNA. When, when we come into the presence of God, God the Father sees the DNA of Jesus and lets us into his presence. Galatians 2.20, NIV. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. How? It means I'm not doing it any longer. Before I used to do it, before I used to do everything, trying to scheme everything. No, I can't. I no longer live. He says, but Christ lives in me. It's God. It's Christ that is doing the work. He lives in me. He says, the life I now live in this body, I live by what? By faith. That's why I said to you, it's all about faith. Faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me? So we when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Lord says, Christ lives in me. So it means that we also have the DNA of Christ in us. So it's amazing that we are adopted children of God. We are adopted into the kingdom of God. And still God put his DNA and the life, and his life in us. You know, it reminds me of um, one of my uncles. One of my uncles adopted uh, two kids. Um, and when you see the two kids, this is what I heard. I didn't see the two kids, so this is what I, I was told. I know what who, the, the people told me, you know, my siblings told me about it. And one, one of the children, looks like the father. The other one looks like the mother. And for me, it's, you know, when I, when I heard about it, it's like, whoa, this is amazing. This is, can only be what? God. This is only God who can make such thing happen. He says the resemblance was, in, is, is basically incredible. 
This is God putting what? The parents' DNA and putting it in what? In the children. This is exactly what happened to us. We accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have the DNA of, of Christ in us. You have the DNA of Jesus. What does that mean? Why is it, why is it possible for you and I to have the DNA of, of Jesus in us? What, what's, the, what's the benefit? Maybe I should put it this way. What's the benefit that of having Jesus's DNA in us, apart from, apart from, basically saying, you know what, when I come into the presence of God, He sees Jesus's DNA. Apart from that, why is it? That's the question I have, you know, and that's the question the Lord wants wants us to think about. Why is it that? What is the benefit of having Jesus's DNA in us? You can see it in Philippians two five to eleven. No living translation. It says, you have the same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. He appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth and underneath the earth. And every tongue declares that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the long and short reason is that why? You will understand by the time I'm done. You will understand. Because he says, when Jesus came on, came from heaven, he gave up his, his what? His deity, his divine privilege, and was born as a human being. He appeared, just keep that, like I said, keep that, question in mind. The benefit. Okay. What's the benefit? By the time I'm done, you will understand the benefit. He appeared in human form. Basically, he appeared in human form. This is cool. Because people always say, Jesus, when he came to, when he came on earth, he was, was God. No, he wasn't God. The Bible says he wasn't God now. So why are we not challenging it was God and it wasn't God? You know, we always argue for over frivolous things. This doesn't make any sense. When the Bible says he, he took, he gave up his privilege, he gave us privilege. He said he appeared as a human being. So he appeared in human form. Now, he understands the struggle. He understands the pain. He understands. He saw how people did not... Did, People didn't like him. He saw how his own kindred, his own kindred hated him. He saw how people, the, the, the Pharisees, didn't like him. He saw how people were plotting 
against him. He experienced it. He even paid taxes, remember? Say, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to Lord what is Lord. He paid taxes. So he understands what it means to pay taxes. He knows what we're experiencing right this minute because he experienced it. He experienced it. He experienced everything. Exactly what we And the, the amazing thing, he experienced it in a very short time, short period of time. He expressed the entire thing. So, but in spite of all the things he experienced, he still had victory. He still had what? Victory. You wonder, you wonder how. Victory was, was always his. He didn't look like it, it, it you know, he would, you wonder, it doesn't look like he, he had victory. But he had victory. And I'll, I'll prove it to you. People might think that, you know, but let me tell you something. People might think he didn't have victory. You know, when you read the Bible, you think, I had it, why did he have victory? But God's plan was achieved. So God elevated him to what? That's the, that's the victory he had. God elevated him to a place of highest honor. That's victory. You look at that, what he says in Philippians 2.5. I'll read it from you. Philippians 2.5. He says, no, let's, uh, no, let me let me first look at that, Philippians 2, 2, 9. He says, therefore God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth under me. That's victory. So it means that sometimes when you have victory, people don't understand. You will know that you have victory, but other people looking around are like, oh, is, why is, what's making this person so happy? Have you seen, why, why is this person so happy? Because he had victory. So the key here is this. Philippians 2.5 says what? Let me, let me read it again. Philippians 2.5 says, you must have the same attitude that Christ had. You must have the same attitude. And because you have the same attitude that Christ had, you and I have the same attitude. Why? Because we have the same DNA as Christ did. We have the same DNA as Jesus did. He went through this, the problems. He, he went through it all. He went through, and that's the beauty, that's the beautiful aspect of it. That's he understands. He, he does. Jesus sets the same example for us. He set the example for us. So it means that we can go through these situations. And when we go through these situations, we still come out on top. We still come out victorious. You know, sometimes we might not understand it. We might not understand it. But the key is that victory is always ours. Trouble is real. 
It is real, I'm telling you. Trouble is real, but you cannot solve it. it is, we depend on God to, to direct our life. And he directs us to freedom. He directs us to victory. Someone once told me this, that the life of, of a Christian is like a race that you had a victory medal on your, on your neck because Jesus has gone ahead of us and won the race for us. He has gone through the course and has given us the victory medal. We are going through it now, but remember the battle is already won. Sometimes you, 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 you see, God has to open your eyes to, for you to understand the victory is already won. You know, in the heat of the moment, you won't understand that the victory is won. This is truly, this is really, it's really true what the guy said. The victory is won. You see, you know, this song that says, the Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is to follow. Strength for today is mine all the way. All, all that I need for tomorrow. The Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is to follow. Why are you following him? Because he already knows where the victory lies, where the victory is. He knows. He knows. He says, follow this way. That's where victory is. God has mapped out our course to get to our destination. He has left us with our spiritual GPS. The Holy Spirit, who will reroute, he knows how to reroute us when we miss it. It's not like a regular GPS whereby, you know, you have to punch in the destination. And it, yes, it reroutes when you miss it. But the Holy Spirit knows where we ought to go, where there's victory. Psalm 37, 23 to, 30, 23 to 24. It says the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He, direct, he delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by their hand. He is the one directing us. We don't direct ourselves. Because when we, when we direct ourselves, sorry, let's read it again. He said, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He, he delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, though they miss their road, though they don't, but he says, they will not fall. For the Lord holds them by their hand. We don't put in the destination. He puts in the destination. He knows our destination. So he ends, he sends us through the path because he knows. So we need to constantly remind ourselves that we have the victory. It might not look like it. We will never lose a battle. 
or struggle in life. Because greater one is in us. We are always victorious. Look, you might struggle because Jesus struggled. He struggled with people. But we need to constantly remind ourselves that God loves us and he wants the best for us. It's a constant reminder. We come and teach to constantly remind. We need to know that we're in a fallen world. We pass through different troubles, different problems in life. You know, Psalm 30, <clears throat> you know, there's a, there's a Psalm 34, 19 says, you don't have to put it up, but I will just say it. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Psalm 34, 19, the righteous person, he faces a lot of trouble, a lot. <clears throat> a lot. But the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Jesus, he, he, Jesus had many troubles. <clears throat> Let's be honest. He had a lot of troubles. They come, they'll criticize him. And how come your, your, your disciples don't do this one? How come this one? And look at you. I knew you when you were in your, 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 your mother's diaper. And now you're coming to tell us the word. Don't you know I, was, I am the word? I know. I have. He had a lot of troubles. but he was always victorious in the end. Amen. The Lord is reminding you and I that no matter the struggle, no matter the trouble, no matter the issues, no matter the sickness, no matter what is going on in your life, you should know you are victors. You're, you're going to, you're going to, there's, you know, the, 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 there's a light through the tunnel. There's some things you might not understand. I'm telling you, there's some things you might not understand. There are some situations, but you know, it is eventually God starts to open your eyes and you start to say, wow, the victory. Wow, I didn't know this was victory. In, his, in God's eyes, you were victorious. But God has to open your eyes to know that you were victorious. God has to open your eyes for you to have an understanding. Look at what Romans 8, 35 to 37 says. He says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer, no, 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 no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are slaughtered like sheep. These are the, his disciples, they were slaughtered by like sheep, but they still knew, they, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We always have victory. I'll give you an example. There was one time that, that I was, I, I had some running, run, running stomach. 
man, it was it was tough. It was rough. The, like almost two days. And I call my sister, you know, in, in, in Florida. She says, he has to go through his course. You know, he has to go through his course. I said, okay. She says, two days, he has to go through his course. After th- two days, then you have, you have to go to the doctor. So, so I said, okay. And you know, the devil is playing mind tricks, mind games. And it didn't happen right away, you know, the running stomach. It, it was a gradual thing. And before you know it, I didn't understand I was having, this happened some few years ago. I was having the chills and all that. Then she says, no, maybe it's just, you have a stomach bug. You know, if you have chills, there's nothing else. No, 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 no pain in your, in your body. You know, maybe you have a stomach bug, you know, just look, look, just check it out. You know, the devil kept on telling me stuff. Ah, no, it's, uh, you, you have this, you have that. Don't worry, you're gonna die. You're not gonna do the work of God. You know, all kinds of things. And I and I and I, I would just, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes they will be telling you, and if you're not careful, you will start to be, <laughs> you start to believe what he said. And I kind of ignored him, but you don't ignore the devil like that. I ignored him, but you don't ignore him. So the one day, within that two 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 days. Then I had the stomach, you know, the stomach issues, the diarrhea, I call it that way. What happened was I, I, I stumbled across this thing. I normally read it in other, other versions, but New Living Translation now expanded the, the word. It says, but despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. Man, I started to get excited. I said, I have overwhelming victory. What are you talking about, devil? I have overwhelming. I showed him. I said, devil, come and see this, what the scripture says. I have overwhelming victory. Come on now. I said to get angry. I said, no, I have overwhelming. Within a space of two, that two days that my sister said, I was fine. I said, no, I have overwhelming victory. I'm not going to the doctor. I, have a, I started to pronounce it. I started to say it. But that's basically what it is. No matter what troubles we face, God loves us. We need to know he will never leave us or forsake. He will never abandon us. He will never leave us. Overwhelming victory means you have great, tremendous, awesome victory. You know, last two weeks, I I faced some issues. (laughs) You know, like I said, situations happen. It it happens, you come, you come, go, and that one comes up, and that one comes up, it goes... I faced some issues in two weeks. It was serious. I was afraid. You said, Pastor, you were afraid. Oh, I was afraid. I will tell you, I was afraid. Then I then reminded myself, in the midst of being afraid, you know, you remind yourself. That's what, that's what uh, David did. He reminded himself. I reminded myself, I said, no, I can't solve it. <laughs> Chuka, you, you can't solve this problem. I had to tell myself, I said, Chuka, you know you can't solve it. It's only God that can do it. Ultimately, it's God. Why can't you just leave this thing ultimately to who? God. And depend on who? On God. And that's what I did. I had to get, I had to talk to myself. Say, look, all this fear is not going to help you. Fear, when you start getting afraid, before you know it, you go downhill. 
I got afraid. I said, okay. Then I had to now encourage myself. You know, just like, you know, in your job, if you hear they're going to lay off people, you get afraid. Like, uh-oh, am I going to be one of them? But then you encourage yourself. You get out, get yourself. I said to encourage myself, I can't solve this problem. I have victory. And you know what? I totally depended on God and God came through. As he always does. Praise Amen. the Lord. He came through. Amen. The funny, funny thing about life is that we will have <clears throat> we have battles. You finish one, and now one comes. Because you know what? The devil, you know, the devil tested Jesus and he says he will come back at an opportune time. He's always coming back. The devil is constantly what? You know, Jesus, God asked him, uh, he says, you know, what are you doing there? <clears throat> he said, I'm running, I'm roaming about looking for who I'm going to find their trouble. That's what he does. He roams around constantly looking for who's going to bring down, who's going to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he's doing. That, that's his job. We need to know that, you know, we need to know to, and when you know that is job, so how do you fortify yourself? You need to fortify yourself. Amen. So that, so that you can be always victorious. And how do you fortify? By reminding yourself. By listening to teachings, by putting on worship songs to remind yourself and sing your way to victory. Amen. As we partake in this Holy Communion, like I said, we need to rejoice in the victories. We need to rejoice that we have victory. That victories, we, all the victories, the now, the now victories and the future victories. We need to rejoice. You know, today marks the, sec- the end of the two weeks of praise and worship. Amen. And us to do. You know, Paul and Silas, after they, they got whooped, they got beaten. Acts 16, 25 to 26. He says, about midnight, sorry, I'm running. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prisons were shaking. How are you going to sing if we read previous the previous verse, um, verses, you say they were their legs were tied together and they put it in the stocks in the ground, and they were put in the innermost dungeon with people beside them, <laughs> and they they still had the time to do what to sing to praise God. They were in jail, but they still praise God. We have different jail points. You know, there's some jail issues. Sometimes we're, you know, we're so cons- cons- so cornered. The devil corners us. Hmm. He puts us in a corner, in a tight corner where we can. We're trying to breathe. We can't breathe. Mm. But that's the time you, you fight through it. I said, I have the victory. No matter what you can put me there, I have the victory. Amen. I don't know what to do, 
But you know what? All I can do is to do what I can rejoice. I say I had the victory. Amen. Is someone that knows. Look at what the Lord says. He says only someone that knows that they have victory has the ability to sing hymns to God. If you're defeated, you feel defeated, you won't be able to sing to God. But when you know you're not defeated, the greater one lives in you. You have the DNA of Christ in you. What's the benefit? Did you want me to break it down? I told you the benefit. The benefit is that as Jesus lived on earth with the DNA, he had, Jesus lived on earth. He had the DNA of God the Father. You and I have the DNA of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all in us. So if Jesus was on earth as a human being, he went through the struggle, through the pain, through the anxiety, through everything. He went through all that. We too can go through all that. The beauty is that Jesus was victorious at the end. We too can be victorious at the end. We too are victorious at the end. We too can live like Christ. We too. is the enemy that will come. Jesus was tested. It means that we too will be tested. <laughs> we can't run away from it. We too will be tested. But how do you get yourself out of it? Knowing that you had the victory. Knowing that you have the victory. That's the key. Praise God. You might not, I'm telling you, folks, you, you know, these things, sometimes you wonder, you say, but, but God, but why am I going? I'm reminding you, why am I going through this? He went through it. But these greater things would you who? Would you do? Amen. Why? Because Christ is in you. Christ is in you. It's, it tends to be, to, to be difficult to understand. Because you know you're you're going through the moment, but God, but God, why did you allow you know me to fall sick? Why did you why did you allow this? Know that you have the victory. Stop concentrating yourself on the problem. You're giving the devil the glory. Stop concentrating on the problem. Concentrate on the finished work of Christ. Concentrate on what Jesus did. Concentrate on what Jesus did. And if he could go through this, I, I don't know any, only one of us can go through the same thing that Jesus went through. I, I, he went through it, but he came out on top. My prayer is today that whatever we are going through, you have the victory. In the name of Jesus, you have the victory. Yeah. So, so I want us to get our 
for the few minutes. I want us to get our Holy Communion. I'm going to read the Holy Communion, the, the scripture, and I'm going to pray over your Holy Communion. And while we're taking this, we're thanking God for our victory. There are two songs that the Lord kind of put in my heart for us. Pastor, I'll play it. We thank God for who? For the victory. We have Amen. victory. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm going to, if I know how to do this one. Let's get, let me give you a few minutes to get your, your elements together. The Holy Communion elements. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm trying to figure out how I do this one out. Okay. One second, please. Praise the Lord. Come back. Let's read the scripture. That's Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. First Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. It says, for I pass unto you what I receive from the Lord himself, on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread. I gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body, which is given to you, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me, 25. In the same way, he took the cup and the wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with his blood. Do this in remembrance of me, as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you because we have victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that Jesus did on the cross. He did a lot. He did a lot. He gave us his own DNA, telling us that we can pass through any situation. We can pass through situations. Father Lord, we are so grateful for what Jesus, what, what he did. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, because of his broken body. He took all our sins, took all our sicknesses, and in turn, he gave us his nature. He freed us from every condemnation. He made us whole. So Father Lord, we are so grateful. Thank you, Jesus, because Lord God Almighty, as we take these elements, we remember what Jesus did. 
on the cross. Father, Lord, we also remember that we have victory. We also remember that we have victory, no matter what situation we go through, that victory is ours. So, Lord, we're going to rejoice for the victory. We're going to rejoice for all the victory. That, that, that we're, whatever situations we're going through, we're rejoicing that we have victory. We have victory. We have victory. That you're going to set us, it will set us apart. We have victory. Father, Lord, we give you praise. We pray over the elements in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. We bless these elements that, Lord, as we take in it, Lord, we, would, ha, we thank you because healing will start to take place. Because it's just, we know, we know, as even the word, as we spoke the word, we know that people start to get, your, your body start to get healed. Father, Lord, it's just a reminder. Father, Lord, we bless this, we bless this element in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want us to do this. We'll, we'll listen to this. This um, The first one is In Christ Alone. Listen to it. It's for like three minutes. Then we'll, we'll, before we listen to the second one, we eat the bread, drink the wine, and we thank God for all his... We thank God. Then we'll go to the next one, please. Just thank God. Use opportunities to thank God. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Firm through the fiercest drought and storm. Hallelujah. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are still, when striving cease. We just thank you, God. You're my comforter, God. You're our all in we just praise you, God. We know your presence here today. Glorify God. We just honor you. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the blessings, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. Jesus, we glorify you. Thank you, Scorned by the ones he came to save Till on that cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every sin on him was laid Here in the death of Christ Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For us to eat the bread, God. Drink the wine, God. Let's drink the wine. 
here today. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for healing, God. Thank you for answered prayers, God. Thank you, God. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Just take your, your bread. Hallelujah. As you take the bread, cracker, whatever you have, let us all just start to think about his broken body. Think about what you want from God, start to thank God that you're healed. Start to call yourself victorious. Start to think. Start to claim. Start to thank God, say uh, that uh, my tissues are whole. My organs are whole. I'm victorious. Whatever situation that you're going through, I'm victorious. Start to tell yourself that I am victorious. If you're not able to do things, start to tell God you are giving me the ability to do it. Start to claim your victory. Start to claim your victory. If you know anybody that has that has COVID, tell them to do take a holy communion and start to claim that they are healed. Start to believe that they are victorious. Start to believe that they're going to come out of it. But for for us here, start to thank God. Start to thank God for your healing. Start to thank God for the abilities that he's given you. Start to thank him. Let's eat the bread. 
So eating it, just meditate on his word, on what Jesus did. Thank you, Father. I'm whole. I'm healed. My tissues work. My organs are working. My cells, my blood. Start to thank God. Start to thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Take the take the wine. Remember what Jesus did. He washed you clean. Thank God for you for washing away every every impurities. The Bible says, "Whatever my heavenly Father did not plant, be uprooted." Start to thank God. Everything that is not supposed to be in your body. Start to thank God that as you take this wine, it's going to be washed away. All we do is by faith. Start to thank God. In the name of Jesus. You could drink the wine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all my brethren here. Thank you for touching them physically, emotionally, spiritually. Thank you, Lord. We have the victory. We all have the victory. No matter what situations you're going through, you have the victory. Victory is yours. Victory is ours because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because of what Jesus did for us, we have the victory. No matter what situations we're going through, no matter what it is, we have the victory. We call ourselves victors. We're not victims, we're victors. We're victorious in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor, go ahead, we need the second one, please. Second song, please. Just at the center of it all Jesus at the center of it all From beginning to the end It will always be It's always been you Jesus, Jesus, Jesus at the center of it From beginning to the end, it will always be always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, go ahead. Um, you, can, you can do the announcement. Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask anybody a question. Uh, Pastor, you can start recording. 